0: Hello, and welcome to Black Sheep Podcast, a podcast created by me, for me, and for all the inquisitive minds that seek to explore, engage, connect, learn, grow, and evolve in transparent conversations with our soul tribe. I am Jeffrey, your crazy ass host (laughs) and New Yorker living in my transparent truth. That said, honey, I don't know more than you, and you don't know more than me. We just know different things. (laughs) So please, enjoy another episode of Black Sheep Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Black Sheep Podcast. I am Jeffrey, your host, and I am here with a friend of mine. He's also a part of the HIV Stops With Me campaign. And we wanted to talk about being bipolar. His name is Rick, and please welcome Rick. Rick, you can introduce yourself, because, bitch, you can do it yourself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. So I am Rick Elliott Davis. I am not a native New Yorker, but I'm an implant, and I've been here for about 16 years, living in the Bronx right now. As you stated, I am a part of the HIV Stops With Me campaign. This is my first year on the campaign, so I'm very excited to get involved and make some uh, moves there. And um, in addition to that, I'm a graphic designer, a public speaker, visual artist, and voiceover actor. So I kind of got a lot of stuff going on. Well, you got
0: that voice going on. That, that, that voice that i mean, like, that that that's the TV voice.
1: <laughs> well, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> that commercial, you know, that whole thing going on. Yeah. But I really wanted to talk to you because we're both bipolar. You handle it a little bit differently than I do. Right. Because of my former profession of being in the... Adult industry. Yes, I handle it. Where I didn't go on medication per se because um it the medication would prolong ejaculation and I needed the money shot. So I didn't get paid. I didn't have the money shot. So I I opted out not to have it. But there are several layers of bipolar or being bipolar. There's. Bipolar 1, Bipolar 2, Bipolar 3. And we're both in, in, in a mixture. I've been able to balance my bipolarism with exercise and keeping positive people around me and affirmations and a lot of different exercises. But I wanted to talk to you because you're, you handle it a little bit different
1: sure. than I do. Sure, yeah, so I actually am on medication. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in 2010 yeah and so at that time they did the diagnoses and I met with the psychiatrist and psychologist and what have you and we worked on finding a medication treatment or routine rather regimen that's the word I wanted a, yeah, medi- <laughs> <laughs> a medication regimen <laughs> that would um, help me to have a little bit more normalcy help with anxiety, help with the mania, and help me uh, to sort of be more stable in the mood. So presently, the medications that I take are for antidepressants, mood stabilizers, and one that kind of just helps with general uh, depression and bipolar together. And there are some strong medications.
0: Oh, honey. You see, this is why I wanted to talk to you. Because um, there are many layers and levels to bipolarism. But I wanted to talk to you about, like, we're heading into summer. So we're about to head into, like, meeting all the boys, all the this, <laughs> all of that. And then all of a sudden you got to tell your the guy that you've been seeing all over the summer that you are bipolar. So I mean, like, I, I want to tackle how to navigate Bipolarism in a relationship, like when do you disclose I know I disclose i mean right at the beginning i 'm like hey bitch i 'm hiv positive and i have <laughs> i'm bipolar yeah, it's yeah. like it, for me it comes back in one sentence hey i 'm hiv positive by the way
1: and i 'm detectable and I am bipolar <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do it a little bit differently um, in the last eleven years since i 've been diagnosed and working toward uh, getting to a comfortable place with my mental health, I've sort of honed what works for me. And being that in New York you meet so many people going through and fro and, and what have you, I don't put all of my information out there at once or initially per se. However, I'm not... I'm an advocate for HIV and AIDS and for bipolar disorder. So I'm not in the closet about it. It's just something that I don't slate out initially. If we're going somewhere and... No, no, no. If, if you're go, but You never know if you're going somewhere. Well, listen, it, it depends because sometimes you'll have a nice date and think that you're going to see them the next day and then you get ghosted. If you if your dating life is anything like mine so <laughs> no no
0: that is gay dating life okay? that well, I mean I am gay. even with me even with me I mean a lot of people look at me and they're like oh you're perfect your body's this your body's that and Weird. I'm like bitch, I've been ghosted <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been like triple ghosted like where I it's like is there somebody in the other line <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's been really that bad. You get yeah. what I mean, and it happens yeah. to all of us. It doesn't matter how you look. Anything. It's just, it's just a part of our culture right now. Yeah,
1: get, yeah. Get it's, it's it's part of the New York culture, I think.
0: But it also doesn't help when we have like a mental disorder and we have this anxiety, and right. they like, "Why is he? Do-
1: <laughs> Why is right. he contacting me?" <laughs> and you know what? So I was trying to tell somebody about the phrase "pay it." Like pay it child Are you familiar with that
0: No I don't no. know that Okay
1: so when you say pay it Is like an, an all purpose word For saying like don't worry about it <laughs> It is what it is So to speak for example um, I had somebody the same person some, They ghosted me one time on Allegedly on their way to my place And then they I, apologized On the way to your place uh, I, got, I got a text message That said two minutes and then two minutes turned into four, six, ten, twelve. Yeah, but wait a minute, was he high? Well, apparently so. <laughs> so then that he apolog- is like a
0: ghosting with crystal meth. Oh,
1: no, it gets better. <laughs> so he apologizes and, and, and begs me to, you know, give him another chance and to come back over, what have you. So I say, sure, what have you. Uh, well, why you sure? So? Oh, oh, no. <laughs> it happened again. So anyway, in, in an instance like that, you would say, pay it. Like, girl, don't worry about it. Don't. Forget it. It's over. Pay it, child. <laughs> they don't they want to ghost you? Pay it. Like, get over it. It is what it is. Just like Okay, you know.
0: so you pay the tab and you just you just keep up you keep it moving. You keep going. Yes.
1: Yes, <laughs> you end the you closure. You end the night. You end the conversation. You pay, you, you, you pay the tab and you walk away. You walk away. Oh my god. So Going back to what you were saying, as far as navigating dating relationships and disclosure and even being social with people, because with my dealings with the disorder, I've gone through a lot of ups and downs and ebbs and flows as it, first of all, regards getting on that medicine regimen that would work for me. I tried stuff that had me super, super aggressive that... I mean if you look well it, I'm
0: gonna interrupt for a second sure. because with um bipolar disorder, the biggest trick about bipolar disorder is that there are highs that are very high and lows that are very low. so to find a medication that works for you, you have to find the right combination in the right in the right dosage so that you're when you go high, the medication doesn't make you much higher, and when you go low it doesn't make you much much more. Lower, right. so you have to find that is that even balance. And while you're navigating that, you're trying different dosage and different times. And you're probably sometimes you're going way like sometimes I was like on medication I was like way way high, right. and then my lows were way way low because we you have to find that even balance with you yourself Correct. and your body. Correct. Um because it's different for
1: every one different of us for everyone. And uh like we always say we're not doctors. <laughs> we're not doctors, so these are this is not uh medical advice. You should con- uh, consult your, your doctor, medical professor. your medical provider, <laughs> your professional personal medical provider. But um, no, Black
0: Sheet acknowledges no liability. We're not medical professionals. We're not giving you medical advice. Yes. You should consult your medical professionals.
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Disclosure?
1: Now that that's out the way. <laughs> um, Disclaimer? So, yeah, so going back with the, the dating and the relationship things and talking about those highs and the lows, and it was difficult. Mm-hmm early on because I was going through those highs and lows and trying to figure out the medication so I never was in that middle or wow. a good sort of middle ground, a median state between the anxious and uh, anxious and paranoia yeah. that, that I experience in manic states or the extreme depression and lows and feelings of darkness and uh, self-loathing and lethargy yeah. that, that comes with those lows. So, for example, I remember this one time, a quick story, that I knew I I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the same time that I started treatment for my HIV status. So it was sort of a double whammy, if you want, if you can say, that I'm starting, even though I was diagnosed with HIV in 2003. I had done no treatment no follow-up no anything until 2010 so it's almost like being diagnosed all over again it's like you become a baby yeah. in your treatment and in the status because exactly. you haven't done anything so here you are faced <laughs> with having to acknowledge it to try medication to trust that this is gonna happen and You're, this is gonna work and it's going to work because so they have to work with the, the, the chemicals the in your health, brain right, <laughs> chemical imbalances and bringing those back to a stable place so I was going through that and long story short I, I have been talking to this guy, he's really really good, he's an older guy, very well established you know all the little things that you want Yeah, when you he took off again. all the boxes he, he, is, he is a box checker <laughs> author I mean he was checking those boxes left and right like TSA so <laughs> so um, we go out he was there. <laughs> we go out and I ultimately end up disclosing to him my status, and this is like our second date, and we hung out a Was he
0: okay with your status,
1: or was he not okay with the mental health? I didn't tell him, I didn't get to the mental health, <laughs> so I told him the status, and he was sort of, it was deer in headlights, sort of taken aback, and ultimately, he took me out to a restaurant to tell me, like, I, quote unquote, can't do this, like, I don't want I- to go any further- And so, here I am in the middle of this restaurant, you know, and as I said, I'm early on in my medications for the mental health. Why are you going to take me out to dinner? Why would you take me in Harlem? (laughs) Why are you going to take me out to dinner to tell me you're going to break up with me? (laughs) To tell me. So, my... That's that's some shady ass shit. (laughs) Because I knew that this date was pending and it basically was like, okay, what is he going to say? What is he going to say? So, I already had that anxiety going on. I am in public not knowing What he's going to say So I've got some paranoia going on And then long story short when he says What he says my little heart Just drops sinks to the ground And I'm like I gotta go And I threw $20 on the table we, we just ordered food we, we didn't even have the appetizers yet oh, We didn't even have the drinks Girlfriend
0: yet. oh my so god So we literally
1: sat down Just ordered He decided he discloses to me. That's what you call a disclosure. Yeah, you're not. The yeah, one. I I'm disclosing
0: to you. I'm not okay with your HIV status. <laughs> I'm Not okay
1: with you. So. Oh. So I go home. I, I I leave the restaurant. I immediately start sobbing. The crying was, and I say this because I want. For but I I, to, I
0: also want to ask you. Um, I know the sobbing and all the crying and all of that, but. What are some of the things that people have said to you, when it comes to your mental health, and your disorder? Because I had a guy say to me once, he was like, "Well, I don't think I, 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 I don't think I can, I, I don't think I can sign up for that." No, and he was like, I, "I, I, I don't think I can sign up for that." And it was just like, he said it like, ah, 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 ah. And it was right. like, long, the longest, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I, was I, was like, I was like, oh, oh, where are you trying to get out? Right. I can't sign up for that. Because I had that before, and I, I don't think I want to sign up for that. Sure. And it's just like, it's very hard when you and I, we're managing our mental health. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the worst things people have said to you? Without them knowing that you're managing your mental health, as a regular human being, you have your ups, your, your downs, you have your left, your, left, your right, like mm-hmm. any other human being. So what are some of the worst things that people have said to you? Because this is, you know what I mean, this, is, this was about HIV. But I mean like this, and there's both stigmas about HIV and mental health.
1: Yeah, so my last long-term relationship, we were together seven months, it was on the heels of another relationship that I had ended that went sour, and I told myself I'm not gonna get a relationship. All of those things that you say after you break up with someone, boom, meet this guy and I think he's great, he's the bee's knees, and so we go full steam ahead. And he knew I disclosed, or or yes, I disclosed my status and my mental health disorder with him very early on, uh, just to be honest about it, and to give people the option, yeah. you know, I don't want to ever put someone in a place where they're falling in love, or everything is going wonderful. Well,
0: you can't do that.
1: have no option to, to say, like that gentleman did, that this is not really for me, what have you. So, as it goes along with the relationship, we had our ups and downs, because I was at a very low point in my life overall so just dealing with the relationship there were lots of ups and downs ultimately he comes along one day and we're going back and forth with some things and he says I feel like you're using me and it hit me to the core because he was talking about some financial things but it was untrue first of all and I knew that it was the voice of his best friend in his ear Because it's not the kind of person or the the guy or the treatment that my boyfriend was giving me. And it hurt me so because I know in my heart I'm not that type of person. I want to help everybody and do whatever I can for people. So it it really was a gut punch to hear that that sent me into a very low place. Um, Even in the few days after that that we communicated, he ultimately broke up with me. And the odd, this is the kicker of it for me, is that he's studying psychology. He's well, in
0: this I, I, I do want to talk about this because um, us, one of the reasons why many of us who are bipolar or have a mental disorder, we don't disclose this, is because when people want to hurt us, they, they can probably. they can hit us in the gut and it can hurt. Yeah, like we can go down. And I mean, we're down for the count.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it put me in one of those places. Yeah, because you that, can
0: you really be down for the count. Yeah. Like it's like there's no getting up from there. Yeah. Um, you walk away, but I'm walking. I'm crawling away. I may
1: look like I'm walking away, yeah. but I'm crawling away. And in that situation, it was like it was almost like being called a liar to say you're using me because it's the last thing that I would ever yeah, want to do. And I would think the last so thing so. Here I am hurting because I. We never want to hurt you or, or use you or anything like that. And you break up with me. So it's like my whole little world just crumbled because we probably had this... A little bit of a codependency going on in the relationship. We were very connected. And to have all of that at one time, dealing with uh, mental health...
0: Was he older?
1: He was a few years younger than me, actually.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, no, we didn't have that dynamic... We're going to talk about all of those, th- those topics here in um, Black Sheep Podcast. But, I mean, like, we're going to examine a lot of different things. Because I went through all the ups and the downs. I've dated younger. i did dated older. Yeah. I've been the good boy. I've been the bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to just put that in there. Yeah. But, so, for you, you do not disclose at the beginning, right away. It's
1: not. Let me, let me be clear. It's not that I don't disclose, I let it flow in natural conversation. If for some reason it comes up very early on, what do you do? I'm going to tell them, you know, I'm involved in this, I'm involved in that, etc., etc. But it's not something that I feel the need to tell people just when I introduce myself or at the first meeting because...
0: I'm like old school. I'm like, I I, I don't mean, like, I'm I'm like, um, what's what's this bitch's name Um, from, um, she's a (laughs) supermodel. She's one of the first. um, Janice Dickinson? Yes. I'm like her. I come with a warning label. I'm like a Surgeon General pack of cigarettes. (laughs) I'm a pack of cigarettes that comes with a Surgeon General. I mean, like, I tell you right at the beginning, because I am, I will have to say one of the biggest criticisms I've had navigating relationships and going back to the whole theme of relationships is that we are intense people. Mm-hmm. And we're intense when we're in those hypermania stages. Right. Like we are too, uh, Like sometimes I will say we're too much to take mm-hmm. at times. So that's one of the reasons why I like to disclose very early on and tell people I, I'm at times I'm going to be a little difficult to take.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, for, and, I'm going to be a
0: Janice Dickinson.
1: That might, <laughs> that might be a difference with the use or or the the not using um, medical treatment because the medication. And I remember one time my therapist she said, "Did you ever get mad?" And I I said, uh, "Well, I I think so, but." With where I am, I'm at a pretty even keel all the time. So I don't get to those places where um, I get upset, I guess, if the person doesn't. You know, it's kind of... I just, but you I see, I choice, wanted to
0: feel my, all of my emotions... And sometimes I feel my emotions way too high, and sometimes I feel them way too low. Mm-hmm. But I do not want to not feel my emotions. No, I do and still that's feel we,
1: emotion. I mean, there's no. I know you feel emotion. Mine.
0: But back in when I started, I started back in two. No, 1998 was when I started my medication, and it was Paxil. I don't even think they're even around I don't think anymore. They that anymore. I don't even think they make that anymore. I remember but, hearing
1: like class action lawsuits.
0: Yeah, there are. <laughs> So, back when I started, it was like a pretty new thing, bipolar mm-hmm. disorder and being in that whole frame of the game. So, I opted out not to be in my medication mm-hmm. because of the way it made me feel. I wanted to feel an emotion. Paxo made you feel that if you, if something was going on, you could be on fire and I would not even look to you. I'd be like, bitch, you on fire? Okay. I've no, None of the
1: medications that I've tried have zoned me out like that. Oh, yeah, you, I've, I've been on something that made me aggressive. And you on fire?
0: Me oh, you no. need some water? You need me to <laughs> spit on you? <laughs> you good? And you just don't even care. Like you're not even seeing it. I'm like, okay, girl. So oh, I'm, my goodness. And then I'm watching it all, and I'm just like, It doesn't matter. <laughs> No, I've never been in that place, I must Okay, say. so medication has changed a lot, just like HIV medication has changed a lot. So for me, it's just like the stages that we are at. So I wanted to just get to a place where I, I wanted to have this conversation because we're both dating.
1: And Not each a- other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, just, yeah. I'm on the market. With the golden boys, I am on the market.
0: He's on the market. I am getting myself off the market. Amen. I'm trying to. Amen for off the market. No, I'm not off the market. I'm just trying well, to. Well are getting right. there.
1: I'm you know, trying when to wing gets half the
0: battle. <laughs> well knowing a few. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing a few and trying to decide which one. Yes. It's half the bottom. But um, no, um, I'm getting myself there. It's just like, what I wanted to have this conversation about is because when you meet somebody new, somebody who says, I don't know if I'm in the market or if I can deal with this or I didn't sign up for this. So it's like, how do you tell, how can you navigate... Whether somebody is taking care of themselves mm-hmm. with bipolar, mm-hmm. somebody who's now taking care of themselves with bipolar, <laughs> and like, what advice, uh, Rick? What advice would you give the population if you wanted to know of a red flag? Somebody who's not taking care of themselves by their bipolar disorder, or somebody who's taking care of their bipolar disorder even though they're not on medication. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are your red flags? For, for that, so that the rest of the world... Yes, trust me, honey, most of us are a little disordered. Well, right, right. <laughs> And we just survived a pandemic. So, bitch, if you survived this pandemic, there's a problem with you. Okay, there's a, some type of mental disorder <laughs> because isolation is not natural. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there... The main thing that like you're saying is that a lot of people, as I grow and grow and learn and learn, most average, the average person does have some state of undiagnosed mental health yes. issue. It may not be as severe as a bipolar or even depression, but a lot of people deal with levels of mental health or imbalances that are that go unnoticed or undiagnosed.
0: But uh, I wanted to tell you this um, because this was a, a, a fact the United States it is the most affluent nation on the planet mm-hmm. because to be an affluent nation you need to have multiple resources avenues of making money mm-hmm. and resources of food mm-hmm. we have the most on the whole entire planet when it comes to making money and food mm-hmm. so you can eat whatever you want in the United States whatever you want and you can make money on whatever you want in the world and those are the two things that make you the most affluent nation in mm-hmm. the world okay so that makes us the, the superpower mm-hmm. of all the superpowers this makes us a superpower yet we have the highest mental health issues on the whole planet
1: i can believe that
0: and we're supposed no but the the, the funny thing is that a, a superpower is n- because you have the resources to make the money and the resources to food you're not supposed to have any mental health issues says who <laughs> that no that's, a, that, that's the more defini- money the
1: more problems that is the
0: definition of being healthy
1: is not having mental health problems
0: no to to have the most resources for money and food mm-hmm. you're not suppo- you're, you're healthy all around but the funny thing is that we're we we have both but yet we're the most unhealthy when it comes to our mental health so there's a, a, an element that is missing okay. in that equation okay <laughs> you know I was I was reading this and I was like because mm-hmm. those are the two components to be mentally sound and healthy mm-hmm. you know what I mean if we were just cavemen I mean not even cavemen but if we were primitive men mm-hmm. resources and food Are the two biggest things to make you a healthy human being, right? So, but when we have both in the United States, Mm -hmm. and yet we're
1: not mentally healthy. I mean, again, it's sort of. I'm thinking back to the more that you have, the more problems come about with it. Social, social problems and issues come about with the more technology and the expansion of. Stuff. The more stuff we have, the more problems that, that come about with it, and and so with that, I mean, I just see trying to, to balance all of that is, is 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 overwhelming. Well, I know it's overwhelming, and, and as a, as, a, as a whether you have been diagnosed with a mental health disorder or not. And that, I think, is what people who...
0: So if you met me today, you are... You, I mean, you have no mental disorder. You have no nothing. Sure. Uh, I mean, according to statistics, you haven't been diagnosed with a mental disorder. <laughs> let's sure. Just it, let's just put it that way. I, but I'm bipolar. We've gone out in a few days. What advice would you give that guy? Who's meeting somebody who says and discloses, I am bipolar. This is a part of me. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, and babe, uh, babe, whatever, you know what I mean? I, I call them all babe, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> All of them? All <laughs> no, 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 I call uh, the one babe. Okay. <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean? <laughs> the one top one.
1: Because <laughs> he's good at it. Oh. Well, all right. You heard it from the horse's mouth, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so but I mean, you, that guy. What
0: would you say? Like, he's hesitant about dating somebody. His life is all together. And then he's like, I don't want this bitch who's going to be up and down and all over the place. Because mm-hmm. it's scary to date somebody who might just pass out on you. Yeah, I think
1: that we all, again, not for me normalizing things like mental health issues and bipolar disorder is to talk about it because there are a lot of commonalities with quote-unquote normal people or people who do not suffer or know they suffer from disorders there are many similarities it's just that it's undiagnosed so that aunt that nobody can talk to her you know during a certain time of the day or she's gonna curse you out or you know that that friend who Every Tuesday, she just, goes, just uh, goes missing because she's sad or, or what have you. There are, there are these things that people have. So nonetheless, for that guy, I'm going to tell him, first of all, know your own worth. And that's something that it took me a long time to get to Even going back to the situation with that guy Who dumped me at the restaurant <laughs> Is that if I knew Maybe my That's okay but No, it's okay, but at that time If I knew my worth I could have taken that Right now if that happened to me I wouldn't give another thought about it I You would have kept that. over You would have ordered a whole I would have sat in front of him At the other table Ordered my whole menu, got my drink on and waited for the next guy that was going to buy me a drink.
0: No, <laughs> no, no, I wait to live. let's just be friends, baby. Let's just be friends. Oh, no, no, I can't be friends with somebody who doesn't want to. Uh, um, okay.
1: He was, he was uh, very close minded and, and Somebody who cannot
0: anywhere. date an HIV positive person, I can't be friends with you. Yes. <coughs> and I'm going to go on record with that. If you cannot date an HIV positive person, but baby, you have most likely. Fucked an HIV positive person (laughs) And
1: did not know So baby I can't date you Yeah, I can't
0: even be friends with you
1: But for that guy my first thing is Know your (coughs) worth Knowing that you are Number one worthy of love even my grandmother, when we talk, my grandmother knows everything about me, my um, my HIV status, my mental health disorders, um, my sexual preference and what have you. And she says, you know, everybody deserves someone to love and to have that feeling of love. But knowing that you deserve that and knowing when to give your love out, because we, we have the opportunity, but we also have the the right discernment no the right to receive love from people yeah but when you're going through mental health it'll tell you nobody loves you nobody's ever going to love you
0: no 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 receiving love is always a problem with people with mental health because i've always found that me receiving love i can give a lot of love Mm -hmm. but receiving it was always a huge problem it took me a long time to understand that as much love as I give out, right. I am entitled to receive.
1: Entitled. and I'm, I'm deserving. True. So my first thing is know your worth. My second thing is making you first. Because when you make yourself first in your life and in your situation, it's not about how much this dude likes me. Or how much he responds to my hair, or my eyes, or the way I smell, or the... My or my chest, or my, my, exactly. my arm <laughs> Whatever those qualities are, is that self-appreciation to know that I, I'm the shit. And if you don't, and the, I guess my part point three is, if they miss out, they miss out. And it's their loss. And these are things that I've learned to take in along the way. What that was it now, thing you said at the beginning? So my first if thing you, you, Get paid or pay out? <laughs> oh oh, uh get that money. Get it. fuck everybody. Get that money no no
0: no what, what was at the beginning that we were saying? At the beginning you said your friend said you have to
1: do what? <laughs> pay out? Oh, pay it. Pay it. Yes, pay it. <laughs> if they do not like you, honey, you pay gotta it. pay it. If they act stank with you, pay it. It's okay. Girl, pay it. He didn't didn't text you back. Pay it. You saw him online? Pay pay it. it. (laughs) Honey, make you another date and go on about your life. Okay. Because that's what I wanted to get to. (laughs) Yes. I mean, that's, that's, that, yes. And that's what pay it is, is that at the end of the day you have to know for yourself, I am beautiful. I am I am fabulous. Nobody can take it and that's fine. And if I got more, I got more to offer and there, you But didn't there see are it. options And I think when we deal with things Everything that we deal with personally Like an HIV status Or a mental health disorder exactly. Or any other thing That we might consider A dis- disability Or a detriment to ourselves yeah. We take those things And we Sometimes we can let those lead us But you gotta chop down that, those, 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 that. It's a part of who I am. No, like my
0: HIV, my bipolar disorder, and other aspects of me. Just like being an uh, an adult entertainment performer, Mm -hmm. some people are not okay with the fact that that was in my past. There's so many elements that are that make up my past. Those bitches, those are my scars. I cannot remove them any more than I can remove any part of myself. Sure. And I am grateful for all of them because they made me into this beautiful black gay man (laughs) that I am today. So I am not going to deny any part of my past, because to deny any part of that is to not is to risk the fact that I may not be this man that you have right in front of you.
1: Right, right.
0: So would I risk that? I. I mean, I was addicted to sex. I was addicted to meth. I was addicted to... Uh, and I'm still addicted. You know, once an addict, I was an addict. But really? Yeah. Once an addict, I was an addict. I just know how to manage it. <laughs> okay. That is just the reality. And those are all things that come with me. So my bipolarism comes with me managing my addictions to alcohol, to crystal meth, to cocaine to sex because I was really addicted to sex I had mm-hmm. to have sex I mean like four I mean eight times a day sometimes Ooh. oh my <laughs> so, wow. shiver timbers I, I,
1: I didn't know what to do <laughs> Honey, yeah that's why I couldn't have a boyfriend <laughs> I guess not well I mean maybe if a boyfriend was you found somebody to match your freaky listen let it
0: that's go that's not freaky that's obsessive <laughs> okay compulsive I mean like during a 15 minute lunch break a, a, no, a 15 minute break from work to just go and just fuck and come and go back to work It's like a cigarette break. Wow. <laughs> that's how bad it was. Wow. Okay. How did
1: you overcome that? Uh, I'm sorry. We, that's a whole other That's a whole other time. Okay. <laughs> okay, the next episode, ladies and gentlemen, is Overcoming Your Sexual Addictions with Jeffrey. Like no. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be another episode. But we
0: wanted to just have this, just. Canvas conversation, com- conversation
1: definitely. about
0: bipolarism because it is more natural. He's not toxic. He may have bipolar that is not diagnosed mm-hmm. because a lot of times those toxic behaviors are just undiagnosed behaviors from someone who's bipolar, either going through mania mm-hmm. or going through the Absent flow.
1: And I do want to say this for those that are listening that either are dealing with bipolar disorder, mental health disorders, or friends, family, and allies of those persons, is the first thing is to be okay with yourself. Do the best you can to be okay with yourself, practicing self-care. Taking a shower, getting up out of bed, taking a walk around the yeah, block, right. opening up the blinds, looking at yourself in the mirror, brushing your teeth, making something nice for yourself. For because
0: you. people don't realize that those things are very difficult. I didn't. I did not want to dive into those difficulties right now. Okay. I want this to be an introduction, but let's open this conversation to bipolarism because we all have it, Oh we have a, a version of it. We have a version of mental disorder We're black men living in America mm. Okay, come on now it's just, it's just the case And we want to hear your comments Your suggestions How would you feel about dating somebody who is bipolar? Are you bipolar? How do you disclose it? Please talk to us This is, this is a safe space Where we can talk about all these things and I'm here with Rick, and Rick and I are gonna do several of these episodes. We're gonna talk about the times that you can't get out of bed, Where you yep. can't even brush your teeth for a week. Yeah. Okay,
1: because <laughs> right. who it wants gets real?
0: Who wants a boyfriend who can't brush his teeth for a week? <laughs> Sorry, it gets real. Okay, honey, you get what I mean? It's like yeah. it's not dick breath. <laughs>
1: That's something completely different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, trust me, when you don't brush your teeth for a week, it smells a little kind of like that. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. okay, okay. I'm just going to try and tell you. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> but we're here. Thank you for listening to another episode of Black Sheep Podcast. We're going to keep it real. We're going to have conversations like this that interest our community and that impact our community.
1: Yeah. And thank you for having me. Glad thank to be here. Thank
0: you, Rick, you. for being here. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, good night, and good news.